<clears throat> Welcome, my friends. Um, today, uh, I have chosen, sorry, no, um, the universe has jo chosen for me. I had no say in the matter. Or did I? Uh, the topic of determinism and free will. So, basically, um, we're going to look at arguments. Um, I'm going to present as well as I can, um, arguments which you may have heard of in a lot of detail, or maybe you're vaguely aware of them and got a bit scared and like, yeah, I don't need to know about that. Um, or maybe you're not aware of it at all, but determinism, the idea that actually our feeling that we're in control of our lives and that we are the captain of the ship and we're creating our life, we're choosing things, our whole life is about choice that actually it's an illusion and it's all just like a, a big charade, charade. And uh, yeah, it's all, we're on autopilot and therefore, in a to a significant extent, that would basically take away our sense of self. Like basically we're not real, right? We're just automatons <clears throat> who think that they're real for some reason. Um, and uh, there's pretty good reasons and um, it's pretty persuasive. Uh, there's, as our understanding of the universe has increased through, largely through science, the scientific method of understanding how things work on a subatomic level or whatever, just small level, like how our body works on the micro level, etc., um, and how the universe has evolved, um, it's come into our philosophy of like that feedback of oh wait a minute, so what does that mean about our choices and our ability to create our lives, etc there's a general understanding amongst most educated people, I think, um, that actually it's an illusion, you know, maybe we don't talk about it too much, just like love, the idea that, well, love's probably an illusion, but, oh, my kids, I love my kids, but let's just not think about that cognitive dissonance. And then um, I'm going to give my take on why I think that's not true. Basically, I think we do have free will. Um, and I think I can at least provide like a serious case for that where someone might not agree with me but they I think to be logically consistent they will have to accept that it's possible what I'm saying um, even if they don't think it's probable they can't say oh no it's proven case closed there's no free will I would say I can give a very good case for why it's possible I think plausible actually I think it's well I don't know I, I think it's yeah uh, very Probable or let's put it there. It gets a bit mysterious at some level, but I think there's a, I believe in free will. Basically, I think we, we do have it actually. Um, would I say I'm certain? No, but that is my feeling. Uh, and I'll give you reasons. So it's a bit philosophical. However, I think a lot of us, I think it is important, it's relevant for a lot of people, it, even people who wouldn't have ever been interested to go and read about this or listen to someone talk about it, it they will have picked it up in the zeitgeist. This kind of sense of existential angst and malaise of, oh wait, is this all just some crazy you know, light show and um, basically we're all suffering and working hard to bring about our dreams and, but then it, it's for nothing. And then, but wait a minute, oh, but then it doesn't even matter that we're slaving away. So even our slaving loses its meaning, you know? But then it still feels bad, you know, working hard and suffering. And so it kind of, I think um, a lot of people kind of repress the awareness of this um, concept. 
maybe some people intuitively go, nah, that's nonsense, you know, and get on with things. Um, other people, yeah, I think especially more educated people, more well-read people will often take it on board and go, mm, right, that, yeah, damn, that's kind of depressing. And so this nihilism can creep in. And, um, but I think there's a lot of people in the middle too where they will kind of have that feeling even if they can't quite put their finger on it. So we're going to try to put our finger on it today and then hopefully be liberated from the uh, bad vibes of worrying that everything's meaningless and that, you know, you're an illusion. So, yeah, all right, a bit of music. <clears throat> My mama said, son, gonna bring you into the world, but when the day is done, it would be meaningless. You were just like the shadow on the wall, Plato called to mind in the cave. It's all the play of forms. But in the end, a charade And you are no more You're just a setting sun of Sweet meal you've been waiting for Something ordered that never came Disappointment of losing the game Unnamed angst which comes when you lose the feeling That your life has meaning But we're gonna set things straight You are free, you are real At least I really think so that's called I think you're real um, all right so a little sip of water to get things started now well here we go uh, did I choose to pick up the water or is this just my body was like hydration levels below 63 mega searches you know, send a message to the brain to make the hand pick up water. Because I guess um, uh, it seems like there's both, like there's certain automatic things that ca happen um, in the body. Um, like uh, if you apparently, if you get burnt, you've already taken your hand away before you realize what's happened, right? Um, or like you jump out of the way of something before you even know what's going on. Um, uh, and so that's, I think, apparently there's some shortcut thing where like the, the reptilian brain takes over or something like that. Some really primitive brain systems, they have the ability where if certain stimuli, as far as I understand it, it's something like if certain stimuli come appear, like extreme heat, extreme cold, or, you know, very surly expressions uh, on people wearing tracksuits or something like this, then, um, the parts of the brain which are normally in control, like the logical decision-making part, like the prefrontal cortex, I think it is, like executive control, it gets totally commandeered by this automatic autopilot thing, which is basically like these thugs 
going like, you know, kicking the president out of office and being like, okay, we're, you know, temporarily just saving the day or whatever, like, you know, bringing in the big guns. Um, and so, yeah, you'll, um, you know, it's useful to avoid us getting burnt instead of, oh, wait a minute, am I getting burnt? Oh, pull my hand away. It's like before that, it, so we just get a tiny bit of it. There's some part of the body which it's like, yeah, this is primitive enough that it knows something's happening. All right, so it just executes immediately. Um, and then there's another part where it's coming from the, you know, decision-making, um, you know, part of the brain, prefrontal cortex, like the, which is the most, like, I think, recent part of, it's like the human part of the brain. You know, other, some other mammals have it too. But um, where it's like, oh, um, this, whatever, like, um, based on these facts, which I have in my mind and which I'm thinking about, um, I'm going to make this decision. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right. And then you do it. Um, and so that's a slightly less direct mechanism from stimuli. You have the stimuli and it creates certain thoughts and you go, hmm, right. And then you kind of compare the thoughts and then you make a decision. Um, but people who um, like, you know, subscribe to the idea of determinism, um, that philosophical school, they would say that even that is not a real choice, that it was all determined um, and basically say, you know, um, it's just neuron. Um, it's the same thing, but it's just a more complex version of like st um, stimuli reaction. Like, oh, um, in any situation, th there could only have been that reaction. Um, if uh, anyone else was in your circumstances with that set of um, stimuli and they lead to certain thoughts, and then those thoughts lead to a certain action um, or like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then there's an action and it seems like there's free will involved. Someone sitting there in the executive chair making up the decision hmm, what to do. But actually there's no one in the chair. It's just an automatic system and that it's, you know, two plus three plus eight equals 15. Uh, no, 13. Right. <laughs> two plus three plus eight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, that mean that I got the mass wrong? Oh, interesting. Leave me, let me know in the comments. What does it mean? Is it was it determined that there would be an error? Um, and so it says we don't need. As Occam's razor says, um, assume the um, make the minimum number of assumptions to explain something. So oh, we can explain reality without saying there's these invisible flying dolphin tiger hybrids which you know encircle the Earth and keep uh, radiation at bay. It's like, well, we can't disprove that. Yeah, but, you know, we don't need it. And, you know, we can equally explain it just as the way it is. Okay, let's assume it's not real. Um, so, fair enough. Okay. And so they would say that with anything. Like, you have the feeling like, oh, what do I want for dinner? Okay, do I want a salad? Or do I want to go, you know, have a some steak or whatever it is? Um, and that... You go, hmm, what do I want? And that actually what's going on when you're reaching your decision is um, uh, there's cascades of electrical and chemical signaling in the brain, neurons communicating, different parts of the brain based on memory and anticipation and what we understand from our experience of, you know, what's good for us, what's bad for us, more primitive parts of the brain of like, you know, evolved for like, you know, you know, um, appetite, desire, approach, or, you know, fear, disgust, you know, avoidance. Um, 
and that there's these layers, um, but both of them, you know, the primal layer and then the more, um, and maybe there's a few more layers, but basically it would be the same thing. I mean, I'm not an expert in this, but that even that most conscious, most conscious in air quotes, uh, we'll get to that later, um, layer of thinking and decision-making um, is determined. It's just, a, you know, like we said, it's a, an epiphenomenon. So you could say, oh, um, France has gone to war with Germany. But it's not actually France is sitting there like, meilleur, yeah. je pense que peut-être c'est une très bonne idée pour tuer uh, tous les gens là-bas. Pourquoi pas? Allons-y. You know, let's go kill all those people. Um, and then and the Germans, you know, like, I'm not going to try it. My German accent's not good enough. Don't speak German either. Um, but... Uh, that, you know, that these two, you know, fellas, these big, you know, there's like, like all the individual humans are just cells in a 60 million cell organism or an 80 million cell organism composed of human beings, which create this hive mind and then they, they have free will and choose. Most people would think like, no, that's not, there's no agency on that level. I don't know if there is. Um, I have no idea. I lean towards no, that there isn't, but I don't know. Um, but that, no, it, actually the agency is in the individual humans and this is a snowball effect, a cascade, kind of like an election. Like it's like, no, it's not like, okay, there's one person choosing who gets in power. It's like there's all these indiv 60 million choices or whatever, you know, the adult population chooses one by one and then th there's a snowball effect of the, the majority. So where a war would be a snowball effect of individuals sending letters, sending memos, talking to people, thinking, hmm, I can make money here, or, oh, that person's weird and whatever, and then it eventually ends in this war or whatever the decision is. So, or a corporation's actions to pollute a river because all the individuals are like, well, it's not really my, it's not up to me, everyone else is going to do it anyway. It's, you know, I'm not going to rock the boat. And so you could have all these people who individually would never pollute the river, but with the, what's the term, um, diminutive, um, diffusion of responsibility that they um, could together do these crazy things. Um, much like people in a crowd are apparently more likely to let someone be attacked and not interfere than if there was, they're the only person there and someone's about to be attacked because they feel, oh, it's my responsibility. But in a crowd, you can go, oh, no, it's not mine. You know. Anyway, so that would be an example where, oh, it might look like France and Germany are actually have agency and they're attack attacking each other. But actually, no, they have no age. That's an illusion. There's nothing there. It's actually just all the individuals, their decisions leading to this, out, this snowball effect, this outcome, um, these avalanches of causality, of cause and effect. Um, like um, a bunch of pool balls going around, bumping into each other, eventually ending up with some um, outcome of positions of things in the three-dimensional universe and in time, and, you know, so four dimension of time. Um, and so in the same way, they would say, uh, well, you know, your um, thinking processes about what you're going to do is actually much like France or Germany there. What's the causality is actually, it's all just um, physical cause and effect, neuron zaps that neuron, which zaps that neuron, um, et cetera. Um, uh, right. So, and you could tr trace that back. Where do they get there? causality or well, to go into that story and again it's a, it seems like a pretty persuasive story but again i i think it's not true so we'll get to that after but basically um they would say okay it's not like your neurons have free will or something 
Um, it's they they are just they were created, um, you know, they're s- set into motion by their mama neuron, whatever created them before, or whatever stem cell turned into the neuron, and whatever turned into the stem cell, like oh, the stem cell came from, which is like a basic cell, I think, uh, which can turn into anything, bone, cartilage, muscle, fat, um, neuron, whatever. I think basic cell. Um, so oh, that's made from you ate. A bunch of food and your body used you know its processes um, to turn that into energy and whatever um, and is able to build you know um, body structures out of it um, so that's actually came from your food and where did that food come from well some other body or a plant so the body of a plant or an animal or a fungi or whatever um, which you know, itself was just made of these things, which itself had been made by, you know, consuming other creatures or through photosynthesis from sunlight comes in, gets turned into, gets turned into sugars. Is that what trees do? I think sounds pretty magical, but I think that's what they're doing. They're converting sunlight into sugar, basically, so they can build their bodies and also they will trade it with like fungi, trade them sugar in exchange for the fungi, like dissolve rocks and stuff underground and get minerals and trade it up to the trees. They give the minerals, um, and the trees give them like sugar to grow. Sweet deal. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, so that deal's metal, but it's also so sweet. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, so, you know, it, that energy ultimately is originally coming from photosynthesis, from solar radiation, um, and it's coming to the earth or the, the energy inside the earth from you know like all the magma and lava or whatever you got heat energy and radiation and you got these primal forms of energy which are being converted into vegetable matter in the form of plants and then into the the stuff that eats the plants and the stuff that eats the stuff that eats the plants um so right um and if you trace back all these streams of imagine like billions of pool balls or billiard balls you know snooker balls rolling in through three to, through the universe, they're like the little particles or whatever, and certain of those will be in kind of orbit things, and they're where they're actually creating like a, you know, say electrons around a um, the nucleus of an atom, right? But they're all these particles kind of together, but they're still so they'll be moving on mass, but they're all moving together. They're still spinning through space, interacting with other particles. Um, but the idea is that from the Big Bang, basically, it shot out all these things. And they are just interacting and, you know, oh, when, when they interact, when two of the bowls move in this certain way, um, it combines to create this thing, this phenomenon, which then can attract some other thing. And so you'll have these metaphenomena, increasingly complex metaphenomena developing between the, the particles of the universe. Um, and yet it's all just, you know, the same thing. It's just the Big Bang continued, basically. So mainstream mechan- uh, mechanistic... Um, uh, Determinism, basically, which is a philosophical school, a, an idea of how you know causality works, and to explain what we see in the universe we live in, and um, and live as, if we're being honest, um, then they say that uh, yeah, there is only one causal event ultimately, um, and that was uh, the Big Bang, and it. Um, it unleashed everything, and then it's just basically just like a clock, like a big wind-up clock. And um, you know, if we had a computer, you know, um, advanced enough, we would be able to just 
model the whole universe and see everything that's going to happen and we'd be able to predict the future like because everything's literally determined um it's just these you know increasingly complex interactions between the particles the moving pieces that have been jettisoned out in this explosion of space and time and matter and energy and um uh yeah and uh that then the feedback loops um whereby um interactions between the pieces create increasingly um increasingly complicated phenomena but then those phenomena in turn have feedback loops which create new phenomena etc and so you could have you know um energy then turning into like you know like um simple elements then combining to turning in you know out of my wheelhouse but like something like this um uh, conglomerating together and turning into stars like with you have these elements getting pushed together with gravity and they get really hot and they explode or something and then you in the heart of a star um that's where i think most of the elements that make up the universe are they're formed in the heart like we're stardust right our bodies literally formed in the heart of stars so it took a dying star to explode go supernova and then um that spreads throughout the galaxy or throughout the universe and um eventually that those things so you then we have that next level of more complicated you know elements and then they conglomerate and create planets some of those planets um have the sun nearby or whatever or they have the conditions for life so you can have you know the biological level appearing and then on top of the biological level you might have the cultural level of humans um you know or whatever you know some random redneck aliens on alpha centauri you know shooting i don't know plasma guns at uh their their ray like vegetables which you know they're munching down on um <clears throat> who knows um but uh the cultural level where we're not just living like animals but we're with memory banks in the terms of um linguistic programming through language and we're able to remember what's going on and anticipate the future and collaborate work in groups and so we have this through language and memory um where uh consciousness increases and we're able to use culture where it's not just nature but we have this layer of programming which sets parameters which constrain us but also protect us and uh empower us to go and kind of transform ourselves and our environment increasingly um exponentially um and that then um you know there's selective pressures within that and you have the level of like say the religious level where culture you know so creating different religions or technological level where this culture then allows us to start you know um be as marshall mcluhan apparently said i never read him but um human beings are the sex organs of the machine world so we are creating all this technology much like you know it's kind of coming through us from just the field of novelty um and then etc layers upon layers of um cultural movements or you know whatever um i guess uh yeah so um the, we have these nested hierarchies or nested layers of reality but ultimately it's always still just that primal energetic level or ma- material level but then it's also since you know a certain point biological all the cultural stuff say yeah that's actually just you know biological just stuff you know it's um it's, it's true it's useful relevant in certain situations to interpret it through the lens of culture to understand it and make good decisions for us but ultimately it's just you know biological animals doing you know doing some crazy stuff and even that it's truer to say it's not even biological it's just a bunch of you know atoms and energy moving around um and for some reason 
it it um it ends up you know coalescing into certain patterns which we interpret as culture or, or biological you know competition or whatever it is um <clears throat> but ultimately you have these simultaneous layers just like you can say i am jamie or, or i am the mcglue family or i am um uh ireland or i am australia you know a member of the australian nation or whatever um or i am homo sapiens um because i'm not separate to any of these things so you could say i am them there's these levels they're all simultaneously true and which is more relevant in a particular situation you know depends um uh so yeah okay so they would say basically everything's just determined from that right it's all just even every word i'm saying is just the big bang continued <laughs> you know um now and then some then that would be kind of newtonian like classical physics like everything's like pool balls you know just going around and billiard balls um bumping into each other cause and effect it's just like geometry in th three-dimensional geometry or fourth dimensional geometry moving you know um, momentum energy spin everything just it's all totally predictable then you'd have quantum mechanics which i don't understand properly but um as far as i understand it um one of the main claims or i don't know uh, is it evidence that it has is that um there is a randomness there is true randomness where like um a some particle is either here or there it's like got a, a it's in several places at once until we actually look at it and then it's kind of locked down into one position once you've observed it um or like you know you can do something to a particle and then um there could be a, a yeah i don't understand but it seems like it's saying there is randomness involved um so it's still not saying that we have free will but you like as human beings but it would be still feed into that mechanistic model um deterministic mechanistic model of like the world's like universe is like a big machine um but uh and <clears throat> but they would perhaps say that um it's not the, just the big bang as the only cause you you would have each moment um perhaps st new streams of causality via the randomness so it's um of these subatomic particles and their behavior but that you might say however there's still a set of possibilities and that set of possibilities is already determined like you know are there three possibilities or 12 or a thousand wherever it's going to be the particle um the set of possibilities is already determined and even you know and even if it was unlimited they would still say yeah okay but that's there's no agency there it's just some random particle <clears throat> so again you're out of luck homo sapiens no no uh, freedom no uh selfhood and creative expression of your being um so that would be that all right great podcast everyone let's go get drunk or let's go um imagine that we're getting drunk <clears throat> while in fact the the beer is just trick is just slurping the human the beer is up uh, putting on the human like clothing whereas we think we're consuming the beer no um and so or it's you know subatomic part a stream of subatomic particles that look like a delicious creamy pint of guinness are you know going into the interior of an equally you know just completely identical um mass of subatomic particles 
which look like a human being called Jamie. And um, it's all actually the same. It's just the certain structures within those subatomic particles um, make one part look like Guinness, another part look like a body. And anyway, once it's consumed, it's going to be processed in certain ways where those structures are altered and in some cases dissolved. And that Guinness can then turn into his body or the food can turn into the body. And whatever can't be turned into the body, those that unusefully structured element um, part of the subatomic particles will be jettisoned in unspeakable ways into the sewage system. Um, so, yeah. Now, um, why do I think, what are the holes in that? Um, so, I think basically it is true, like, you know, for one thing, the Big Bang, like, oh, the Big Bang just happened? Okay. Why didn't it happen like one second earlier? Why didn't it happen 10 minutes earlier or 1 billion years earlier? Why then? Why didn't it happen later? Any reason? No? Okay. Where did it happen? It happened nowhere? Have you ever seen something happen nowhere? Do we have evidence that that can happen? Or it ha seems like a bit of a circular argument like, well, well, I mean, it happened with the Big Bang, you know? Okay, yeah, but um, it seems more intuitive to me to say that being is uh, irresistible and inevitable. The fact that we are in the universe means that the universe must be inevitable, I think. Like, the fact that being exists means that even in some parallel universe where nothing existed, the possibility of an existence in a parallel universe would still be there in that empty, so-called empty universe. How do we know that? Because here we are. We're in that quote-unquote parallel universe. You can't just extinguish us. We are here. So even in a parallel universe where, oh, actually the Big Bang never happened, nothing happened, then how do you explain us? You would need to explain us, otherwise it's nonsense. Because um, we know we're here. We don't know that other parallel universe is there. We, are, we have a greatest level of evidence for us, right? So we need to take it into account. So it seems to me like um, the fact is well, we're here, so it must be inevitable that something exists, the universe exists. And what is the universe? I don't know. Um, but probably just like infinity, um, just some mysterious, ineffable, um, mind-blowingly beyond our comprehension, one infinite oneness, um, which is also nothingness. It's just space and objects or energy, like form and formless, yin and yang. It's just blends and blurs and blows the categories um, that we understand things in. But basically, that it's it's existence. There's, it's... Um, I don't know, consciousness, right, um, I think. But basically, something's here. Anyway, so that's a small little thing, but <laughs> small little thing. But, uh, you know, the story of causality, uh, which le its determinism is based upon, is a bit, has a, doesn't quite make sense if you think it through. It's kind of, hmm, okay, so it just came out of nowhere. Okay, but nonetheless, I don't know what to make of that, so we'll set that aside. That's just something to note that it's not as... Um, perfectly clear and, you know, like, oh, everything wrapped up, nothing to see here. It's like, well, you know, normally explosions happen in three-dimensional space and and um, with oxygen, right? You can't just have an explosion in space. <laughs> the Big Bang happened in space. But they say, no, it didn't happen in space. It happened in no space. Okay, well, what does that even mean? Has that happened again? 
Why not? Why isn't it happening again then? If it happened once, you know, um, and yeah. So, I mean, again, I I'm not a physicist. I don't know. But just as I think you don't need to be an expert to be able to comment on existence because we all exist. And there's certain things where um, actually we're all equally qualified to comment. Like, um, and, uh, and again, some experts are wrong. You know, in every field, there's always disagreements. So some of the people are right, some are wrong, you know. Um, so I think everyone's qualified to think about this. Um, and again, given that it can lead to this sense of existential um, malaise and like sickness, um, lack of belief in, you know, the meaning of your own life, I think it's very relevant and, and we all have the, it's important for us all to think about it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's one thing um, that, you know, the Big Bang and the the beginning of causality, how does it all fit, make sense? Now, but let's just say, it, 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 you know, it is a thing though, the Big Bang happened, right? Like, um, but was there already a sort of space of sorts, existential space within which that happened? Um, or is it perhaps, you know, like the universe explodes and expands and then it contracts eventually, boom, heat death of the universe, and then it starts again. Maybe it's like a reincarnation kind of vibe, you know? Or um, maybe time is circular or something, you know, or space is circular and it's, it looks like it's expanding or, but actually, I don't, I don't know. Like, um, that, I'm not sure if that makes any sense. Um, but maybe there's some explanations for why it doesn't make sense to us, but actually, yeah, that is what it is. And it, it does seem we have evidence for like, you know, the Big Bang and, and how everything is expanding. Again, what's it expanding into? Like if you shot an arrow off the edge of the universe, where does it go? You know, if it's expanding, that means it's expanding into something. Like, but if the universe is infinite um, and it's expanding, how does that work? You know, seems that there's a few things where, okay, that's a, probably enough said, but point being, things aren't as clear and dry. Um, clear and dry? Yeah, okay, fine. Like the sky. Um, now, but the main thing, what, why I think we do have free will. What I think is going on is, so basically in meditation or in presence, as Eckhart Tolle would call it, um, or, you know, as uh, Zen, as, you know, the Japanese Buddhists would call it, um, or there's many names for it, but basically stillness, um, silence, mental silence, consciousness, awareness, um, basically uh, or you are able, as I've mentioned, you know, if you've been listening to some of my podcasts, uh, say especially episode seven, Awakening, which focuses on this, um, we can um, and many people do and you are warmly welcome to start doing this and to learn how to do it because it's the best thing. There's nothing better than it. If you haven't experienced it, then you've been missing out. This is the best thing I've ever experienced is being able to leave your mind, be, being able to be here without thinking. Nothing is that good. It's the joy of being, you know? Um, and uh, then, and then it, being able to access that empty mind. So you're conscious, you're here, you're watching what's happening, but you're not thinking. There's no voice in your head, right? So, and I guess, um, everyone's experienced this to some degree, it seems like, you know, in moments of danger or in moments of great peace, you know, you're looking at something very beautiful, it might take your breath away, you know, take your mind's breath away. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, 
you know, you're just there and time stands still, right? Or the mind stands still. Um, and so you're just here and you just see things visually or in uh, extreme sports, etc. Um, so, but uh, becoming conscious of that and being able to do it voluntarily is really wonderful, right? So I encourage you to um, get on that. And, you know, if you're not already and if you are, then good luck and uh, namaste and, you know, keep at it. Um, so, but the important thing here is that is, that is a higher level of, um, uh, higher level of existence, let's say, than just the, um, or of decision-making than the, um, thinking, the logical thinking, um, that comes from, or is associated with the neocortex, the prefrontal lobe of your brain, um, decision-making executive control or whatever they call it, you know? So we were saying before, like, oh, yeah, there's the physical level of just, you know, stimuli, and then that generates some sort of reptilian brain, which is the oldest part of the brain, um, uh, brainstem thing, like just basic, oh, pull your hand away because it's hot or whatever, you know? Um, and that there's certain things which seem to be automatic, like, oh, you're just looking at your phone. You didn't even decide to do it. It was just automatic, you know? Your body's just used to it and just started doing it. Or um, you've, you've got muscle memory, you know, you've, it's become second nature to play guitar or dance or do whatever, do something, um, martial arts or where it's all just second nature. It just happens automatically because it's not voluntary, uh, executive control anymore. It's just been programmed into, um, just this basic, you know, stimuli thing in this situation, body does this, it knows what to do. Um, I might be butchering slightly the mechanism of how it works, but you get the point. It's good enough for our purposes, right? that there's this kind of automatic level of of action in the body and the human. And then there's that um, thinking level where action is triggered by thoughts. And then people would say, oh, yeah, but um, that's all determined, right? It's like France and Germany, right? It's, it's not really – it's just a, a culmination of choices. And it happens to rep um, appear or represent itself as this voice going, oh, I'm going to do this. But actually, you're going to do it anyway. That voice is just – an accompaniment and maybe you might notice that sometimes you're already doing something and then that voice starts saying so you, you walk over to the kettle and then a voice goes i think i'll have a cup of tea and it's like which happened first and that's actually a good point i think there are a lot of times where it seems like you're doing it anyway and then the mind starts commenting on it perhaps to maintain this false sense of self or i don't know what but um maybe like you know some worker who's trying to you know get too big for their boots and, you know, doing things where they're not needed anymore. Like, Hey Jane, I'll help you with the accounts. Steve, you're in marketing. What are you doing? He's like, no, 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 no. It's It's cool. It's cool. Go take, take five. Um, so that's the mind maybe. Um, so maybe I would guess the mind, um, is there like making, hmm, what do I want to do? Do, do, do? Coffee, tea, coffee, tea, coffee. Okay. I'll get coffee. And it's there, but also sometimes it's, there's an automatic thing where it's just, the decision was already made and then the mind is starts commenting on it after the fact as if it was its decision, you know? Um, but, um, nonetheless, both of them. Yeah. I, I think I would actually agree. Um, both of those are actually, I would agree. I think they are determined. Like even your thinking largely that is, um, determined. It's just a flow of thoughts and actually there's no free will in there. It's just thought leads to thought leads to thought. Um, and certain thoughts, when they appear in your mind, they were always going to have a certain effect, which is to trigger another thought. 
um, or, or at least to trigger a certain range of thoughts, um, similar to the quantum mechanics thing, like maybe you know the, the particular thought might depend on a million different variables. Some of them might be arising from true randomness, ultimately from the quantum bedrock in that moment. Um, but ultimately we could say, okay, split the difference or whatever. Basically, yeah, there's a certain range of things you are always going to do. Um, and so we could say, yeah, it's determined basically. And I think, yeah, a lot of thinking is like that. And um, it's very complicated and nuanced and it's fun, but it's like um, maybe actors in a play where there's a bit of room for improvisation, but the story is all set. The dialogue is more or less set. There might be slight variations, um, you know, um, due to mutations, random, you know, mutations, accidents or whatever, and then flow on effects. But basically it's all um, determined and it's just enjoyable, but the script is written. However, with mindfulness or with whatever you want to call it, the best name would just be nothing. You know, there's no word for it because the whole idea is you're getting outside of words, words and thoughts. Words are thoughts, right? Um, they're symbols, which you, a symbol is something which stands for something else. Guitar. But actually it's just like a lump of, you know, um, universe, um, energy, matter, wood, whatever, you, uh, metal and plastic, whatever you want to call it, um, or, you know, a bridge and a body and a neck and a headstock or tuning pegs, whatever level you want to look at it, or is it a guitar? Um, but that's a, a, a word, you know, guitar, and it's a symbol for the real thing, which is there, and I can touch it, and I can exit my mind, and I can look at it, and I can go into it with my, my consciousness. I become the guitar. I am there, and I'm just, it's filling, it's filling my, my, my consciousness, but and my consciousness is feeling it. There's kind of this merging. And, um, and it seems like when you leave your mind, you realize everything's not happening in your head. Actually, your head is the whole universe. We're all sharing a head, and it's called the universe. Seems to be something like that. And um, actually, three, we're in three-dimensional space. It's not in your mind. It's not just how you see things, like, um, like a movie that's being played to someone eating popcorn behind your eyes. No, like your head, the guitar, your body, the oxygen, it's all three-dimensional space, and this is all shared, and basically, cut to the chase, it seems, and, you know, if you want more detail, episode seven, or look up, you know, read a book, <laughs> um, but basically, uh, the emptiness within which everything is happening, the infinite emptiness within which all the objects take are uh, appearing, so you have a room, but the room is not just objects, a fundamental, perhaps the most fundamental quality of a room is the space. And so we are the space of existence. That is the consciousness and that is who we are. And when you exit your mind, um, it enables you to see more clearly and then you get a different perspective and then you can go back to thinking, but it changes your thinking. It's like fertilizing it and um, you can go back and forth between them. You can go back and forth quite regularly or you could, um, you know, 10 seconds thinking, 10 seconds silence, 10 seconds thinking. Or you might go, okay, a minute thinking, a minute silence, a minute thinking, a minute, or maybe a minute thinking, 10-minute silence, you know, a minute thinking, 10-minute silence, or vice versa. You can have these alterations of your consciousness, and that's going to improve your thinking. You, can, you have more thought avenues available to you. And so, um, and because you're getting a lot of input just from the raw experience of the moment um, when you turn off your mind, you can basically get outside of those determined streams of causality of thinking. And um, we are the universe. This is a bit of a digression, but it seems like basically we are all just the space. We, yeah, we're the form, 
but you know, everyone's the form, you know, like, uh, I'm Jamie, but I'm also, you know, Steve, the, you know, the bossy dude from marketing who's trying to take whatever her name was from accounting's, uh, you know, job. Um, maybe I'm not hypothetical people. I'm not sure. Um, but that, uh, we are all experiencing your life as here you are. Sure. Fair enough. You know, I'm Jamie. Yeah. You're who you are, you know, uh, thanks for joining me on this majestic journey into truth and understanding and freedom. Um, but, uh, on a, the deeper level like, this is not going to last for, I'm not going to be Jamie forever. Am I, you know, you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to die, you know, um, the twinkle in my eye. Uh, and so, but I will remain the universe because where am I going to go? I'm already the universe. Once you understand that you are the universe, you're not in the universe. You are the universe because there's nothing except universe. Um, and you are here. You are consciousness. You are the witness. Are you not the witness? Put, let me know in the comments. Are you the witness or not? I think you'll find you are the witness. So you are consciousness. You are the witnessing space. Um, if, uh, the universe is one. Physicists would tell you that. Oh, it's all just big, big massive energy. There's no real difference. You know, everything's like this sea, this soup of energy. I believe that's what they say, more or less. Um, and... Um, I think there's argument again, you know, episode seven, there's arguments for why it's all one. I think in episode seven, I say it, but whatever, um, enough about episode seven, um, episode 33, woo, live in the present. Um, so, um, we are all, uh, sharing this space and, um, we can, when I see you, which is very interesting, when I see your, you and your face and I look into your eyes, I'm actually becoming you because I'm, my consciousness is leaving the body of Jamie and going into your body, your eyes, your mind, maybe, if I look, connect to you deeply. And so in a way, we're kind of returning home briefly, where once again, we are one on like on this, you know, we're both, I'm experiencing myself as you more deeply. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, I hope you, you've experienced this or you will experience it. Because uh, it's not as crazy as it sounds. It feels really normal. And yet, oh, yeah, huh, that's cool. I'm like me. But I'm like everyone too. And everyone is. Ah, so that's like love. There's no boundaries. There's no need for deception. We're all branches on the same tree. You know? What's the tree got to fear from the tree? What's a branch got to fear from the other branch? What's a branch got to take from another branch? Ah, nothing. Here we are. Let's grow together. You know? Um, so, but anyway. Okay. So, we can enter the space of f free will every time we enter emptiness, the empty mind. Um, and basically what I think is happening is the emptiness which created the Big Bang, the, the field of pure creativity, the womb of, of emptiness, which of formlessness that gave birth to all the forms, that is present. It didn't go away. It's always been present. And in fact, we are it. And so by connecting back home to ourselves. By going through this whole journey of billions of eons of evolution, of increasingly complex structures, it's gotten to the point where the structures are so complex in terms of thoughts and th thought patterns um, and culture and you know philosophy or whatever that we are able to, and scientific understanding, which feeds back into our philosophy, that we are able, the fact that the same thing which has caused this, what I mentioned at the beginning, this crisis of identity and um, value and meaning, like, does, any, does anything mean anything? It's all pointless, you know? But I'll go, th I'll just be depressed, but I'll go about my activities because what else am I going to do? But yeah, what a bummer, you know? 
the magics. There's no magic. There's no you know me. There's no beauty or meaning in it. You know, um, no love. You know, no des- desire. No adventure. Um, that same moment. That um, th- this increasing complexity and um, back and forth reflections and bouncing back um, around of information has brought us to this fever pitch of um, understanding. Like oh how things work very deeply that has made us um, disbelieve our own existence and the existence of free will. But then pushing through a little further through the membrane, you, you figure out like you enter, which is basically when you bring in mindfulness, um, the ability to stop thinking, you know, which is you know a skill you need to master. Um, but you can then call it in at will. You can decide to think or not in any given moment. Um, what do you put your consciousness into thinking or into just awareness, silence? Um, then you are able to see, um, it brings us to this point of like where the, the crisis of meaning, et cetera, makes us think about it and is why I'm here thinking about it. Cause it's important, you know, um, to us. So this increasing complexity leads us all the way back home to the simplicity of oneness of the emptiness of, Oh, Exit the mind. Here I am. I, uh, we are. I'm just. I'm the infinite nothingness of consciousness. Here I am. I'm living through this body. We're all doing the same thing. Um, you know. Okay. And so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, welcome home, um, sailors. Um, and and that field. So that what I think is happening is that field of creativity, which created the Big Bang, is in any moment when you enter it it is equally uh, fruitful and generates novel ideas and novel um, novelty of all kinds. Perhaps that could be healing as well, your body. I don't know. I've, probably, <laughs> I think. Um, Consult your medical professional first before trusting your intuition. Um, but uh, at any rate, on the level of thinking, like you can generate thoughts just by becoming very still and present um, and it's very mysterious, but like it seems like you can what within that silence, there's some sort of ability to control how you engage with the mind and with um, the reality of form, where you can kind of guide your that that emptiness into almost like guiding the ocean into creating certain waves or other waves, um, and um, perhaps there's some sort of yeah maybe intuitive science to that um which you might call magic i don't know um but that at any rate uh it really feels like uh say if i'm writing poetry or if i'm thinking about something if i become very still and silent then these kind of really amazing ideas will just pop into my head whoa and sometimes it feels like it didn't come from me it's like that's totally you know, way higher quality than a lot of the things I'm thinking most of the time. Like, wow, that's amazing. Especially with poetry. Some of them like, oh, I think this was just handed to me. Like, hey, ghost written by like some angel. Hey, man, <laughs> put this on paper. Um, but, uh, and with any kind of thought, like, or say I'm here, I'm talking. Partly, I, I think I'm comfortable with the idea that um, uh, a bunch of this is just determined. It's just flowing forth from the universe, but when you realize that you are the universe, that's, that's fine. It's not like you're, um, some illusion. It's like, well, yeah, that's just coming from me in a, in a much deeper sense. 
Um, but even me in the more direct sense of right here, right now, as a human, um, I have the ability to just become still and then from my depths, overflow priceless pearls of perception and is it coming from me is it coming from the universe both same thing I think so now that's all quite esoteric but the point is even if you're not getting into you know mindfulness or spirituality or like awakening um, yet um, then um, I think the fact is like you can be you know uh, some hoodlum you know smashing cars in some bad neighborhood because you were brought up bad or whatever um, and you still have this field of emptiness within you that is who you are actually that is the witnessing space um, there's thought leads to thought leads to thought in your mind but everyone is capable of meditation so that thug can be taught or given a you know LSD or something and then taught you know like hey I'll give you a billion we'll give you a million dollars right if you can meditate we've got a thing measuring your brain scan um, your you know brain wave so if you can get into the the meditation state we'll see it we'll give you we'll give you a million dollars a lot of people go oh, yeah yeah right and they would be able to do it with a bit of training they would be able to do it like everyone can it's just biology no one's that special that everyone can walk you know well there's some exceptions, of course. So perhaps there would be some exceptions where there's some brain thing going on where it loops, or I don't know. But you get the idea. Everyone has that capacity unless there's some sort of um, thing covering it up, but it's still there in the background, right? Like walking. You've got the capacity to walk, except, oh, right, maybe there's some sort of tragic um, abnormality where someone's legs didn't form properly, they can't walk, but still the blueprint of that body was for legs and their ancestors walked, otherwise they wouldn't be here. So that is in them in some way, you know. Um, so anyone, right, um, they can, they have that capacity in the background. And so there will be moments, and I think some probably the most successful gangsters are probably the ones who accidentally enter into this intuitive, hmm, do this, you know. And they might not know what they're doing, and they might be a, you know, a really mean person in general, but they can dip into this field of intuition, um, in order to use it um, but nonetheless they're therefore exercising free will and um, I'm not encouraging you to be a gangster um, uh, I'd actually encourage you probably to be a I don't know renaissance man or woman of a warrior of peace bringing the, the, the bounties of life to, to fruition wherever you go um, helping us express ourselves, express our freedom, experience our freedom, and create uh, divine music of uh, make, your, make your life uh, an artwork, a four-dimensional four artwork of, you know, um, make it beautiful, good, true. Be a gangster if you really want to. All right, I guess it doesn't matter, does it? It's all meaningless. Oh, wait a minute. It seems like we are real. There is meaning. But I mean, that's a de uh, then that's a kind of confusing question of like maybe um, bad people are needed in order for the you know the kind of comedy or tragedy or the drama, let's say, of life to go on and the play of opposites. 
So, you know, maybe like um, some people do need to be doing that and maybe it is okay <laughs> in some weird way. I don't know. That's that's the topic for another day. Um, but uh, so that's it. That I would say we do have free will, but it's about accessing it. Um, now, before I get into how to, well, I mean, well, I guess how to do that. Maybe we can mention that now. Let's see. Sip of water. I, I've been commanded by my um, reptilian brain to drink some water. So, <clears throat> um, now, uh, what were we saying? Um, damn reptilian brain, distract me with water. So, uh, on the one hand we have, uh, so yeah, how to, uh, access it. Right. So how to access that free will. Well, what I just did there is like, I was like, oh, I'm kind of forgetting. <gasps> what if I forget the thing? What I'm, I'm, I'm on the internet. What if I don't know what I'm talking about? And I ruin the whole podcast. How embarrassing. But it's like, oh, yeah, that's, it does, that doesn't seem like a useful thought. Let's go into silence. Feeling. And then lo and behold, it pops up, you know. So, again, I would say that's probably me connecting to my free will and thereby, you know, increasing my consciousness. Um, well, Exiting thought, increasing my consciousness, and then being able to, again, navigate and know where I'm going and choose where to go. Um, so, yeah. So do I want to talk about how to... Let's make a choice. Do I want to talk about how to access free will or to just explain a little bit about why I would say the, uh, the thinking in itself is uh, uh, d determined or an illusion. Well, I guess we already kind of talked about that before, mostly, that, you know, thought leads to thought. Um, and just another thing to think about, like not just on the physical level of it's all determined, but that um, <clears throat> in some sense, you know, you're different every moment. You're, you become a new person because, um, you know, year to year, like your body's changing, senescence, you know, cells die and then new cells are born. Um I think that it takes 10 years or so for bone to be re totally replaced. Um, and that's the longest one. I think the others, you know, take much faster. Um, other parts of the body, other tissues. Um, and so your body's changed. My body from 10 years ago, nothing of it here, you know. Um, and then your mind, um, your kind of emotional body or whatever, these things are also morphing constantly. So it seems like there's nothing stable there. But then, so you are this kind of ultimately the only thing that's constant is consciousness so that's who you really are on the deep level but then we're able to play these characters um and that's wonderful and and it's part of the universe so in a way it is you also but all right so to how to access it yeah basically um being able to balance you know mindfulness so enter the space of silence feel your body um pay attention I guess there's many ways to do it, like paying attention to sensory input, like, you know, sounds, what you see, um, feeling your body. Um, so the five senses and kind of grounding your attention into that so that instead of your mind using up your consciousness, so, oh, sorry, pal, you have to wait your turn. It's being used elsewhere, you know? And so you can kind of prevent the thinking from 
taking over um, with practice, <laughs> significant practice. You can do this. Um, and then, yeah, then you can enjoy creating your own thoughts and, but also, yeah, I think um, thoughts just come out of nowhere as well. So there's a certain kind of odd balance of um, just going the flow and letting things happen um, and letting thoughts come and not being confused or perturbed by like, oh, who am I? Am I in control? What am I thinking? Or, you know, um, when I was meditating back in the day, I used to think like, oh, wait, do I need to make myself breathe or is the breathing just coming naturally? I think it's both, you know, you can do both and it doesn't matter, like whatever. Um, it only seems to matter because of some thought which says, wait a minute, stop everything. I want to understand, you know, um, but you go, well, whatever, just let it be. So it's a bit of creating your life and then also letting it be created and just experiencing it, improvising, like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, improvising to God's script, you know, um, which, you know, a deep sense is all of our script because we're all part of this mysterious, magical uh, thing called life and the universe, which are the same thing. Um, so is there anything else to add here um, about free will and determinism? Um, so I believe there is. Hmm. Do you have any suggestions, anything to add with your own free will, your own power of choice? What's that? Say it a bit louder, please. Oh, uh, yes. Um, uh, birds have free will too, yes. Especially penguins. They're like a little too much free will if you ask me, you know. Getting a bit big for their... Um, flipper boots. Um, so now what, what, there's one more <laughs> thing I think dangling at the edge of my mind. Right. <laughs> Got it. So my apologies for that intermission, everyone. I uh, just uh, caught a particularly slippery rainbow fish. Um, so in a way, could we not say that, yeah, okay, we are the field of infinity. We're the universe. And so we have free will. Um, ultimately, we were one with, you know, that which created the whole universe and which continues to sustain and cre create the universe are new with new things all the time. And when we consciously connect to um, in, inner silence and stillness, um, inner space, or consciousness, awareness, etc., whatever you want to call it, presence, um, which involves entering, take, using the power of now, you could say like focusing on the present moment um, in order to put a, a spanner in the works of the, the mind so the mind doesn't pull you into thinking. Just being here, being able to observe thinking, thoughts can come, but you don't lose your awareness of and your identification with the emptiness. 
So you remain aware that you are, in fact, this emptiness. You notice it and you notice that you are it. So we can have that and that can allow us to gloriously bloom free will into each moment to uplift you know, all beings through you know, oh, this more benevolent perspective, which comes from this, rather than this more control-oriented ego dominator view of like, oh, we're all separate and everything's kind of meaningless anyway and it's survival of the fittest and I've got to control you because you're different to me and you're really weird and what the hell's with your nose shape or skin color or wacky beliefs or habits or, uh, you know, or your things you say which make me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, stop that, you know. Um, so it's a much more um, harmonious perspective when you enter your free will, your silent um, awareness. But, um, and so that's all well and good, Jamie, if that is your real name, universe. But uh, then does that not mean, in a way, everything is determined? Because it's just the universe is doing everything, but the universe is flowing. But um, if it... You know, it seems like, you know, past and future, are they even real? Or is it all just happening at once in one eternal now, one perpetual present, where it's just this, there's no fourth dimension and it's an illusion. It's just three dimensions and everything's just happening in this huge space. And then maybe that's just a metaphor. And actually, maybe it's not even three-dimensional. It's some sort of simulation thing. It's like code, coding, um, like the matrix in the mind of God. And it's all just happening in this dream state, like you're walking down a street in a dream. Is that three-dimensional? Well... I don't know, is that in the astral realm or is that just like in, in your imagination and it's not even anywhere? Is that, is that what the whole universe is like? It's just the mind of God. It's just um, being. It's just this personality or this um, experience and experiencer and there's, that's all it is. It's endless and beginningless and um, it only appears to be this three-dimensional thing. It's just a way of understanding itself. Are there other ways to, it's understanding itself simultaneously? Who knows? Um, side note, some people would say uh, freedom, um, uh, that choices are made by, I think, our higher self in like other dimensions, like the astral realm or whatever, um, and that that would be free will coming in. And maybe that's so, but, um, but nonetheless, that itself could be conditioned and just, you know, determinism of a, a higher form, like your soul has certain patterns which have been determined or... Um, as reactions, you know, it's not a true response of like free will, it's just reaction, cause and effect. Um, but then, even then, like you'd think so, but by coming to um, entering presence, um, you are connecting with that who cares, whatever is happening on other dimensions, whether it is or not, or whatever's going on, um, 100%, you're realizing, wow, I am not separate from the universe, um, and you can come to understand I am the universe. So, um, and that, that is the free will, but all right, back from the side note about the, um, astral shenanigans. So, uh, yeah, so we could say, is this all, whatever's happening with the universe, is that all kind of determined? Like that's, yes, it's, you know, the free will that I have is coming from the universe. So is that not just like, I'm just the hand of the universe being moved, um, or if I say, okay, you are the universe, then um, say we're all the universe. Let's take it from the point of view of we're all God, okay? At one, we're not, you know, separate. We're, we're all God, okay? We're all the, in, the infinite oneness. So are we, 
um, and maybe you could say we're not taken all together. Is it like there is a separate consciousness different to me? It can't really be separate, but then this is where it gets mysterious. I mentioned at the beginning, I'm not totally sure, if, you know, of course, <laughs> that's some parts, but, um, is it like my cells have a certain consciousness to them and self agency? And then they kind of, I am the culmina uh, culmination of all them. And that's like my level of the fractal is that I have my consciousness here. And yes, I'm one with everything, but you know, I'm not totally in touch with what each cell is thinking or doing, but they have a, there's something it's like to be a cell in the words of, who was that? Some philosopher, there's something it's like to be, you know, a cell. It means, okay, there's consciousness there. Um, um, or, um, and then if so, then is it like God is like, there's this consciousness that I am not, it's like an, ex it's a kind of more subtle level of form where it is, um, a personality, which is, can talk to me and separate to me, um, or, and is maybe orchestrating things and creating this universe, this cosmic dream of trillions of galaxies beyond comprehension or whatever's going on. Um, and is it like that? Like it's a different part of this kind of fractal um, that is the the personality of the one. Um, I, th I don't know. Seems like that. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then, or is it just like it's all like God is waking up through time, through us. And um, the uh, as we raise our consciousness, that allows the collective to kind of wake up or has the collective always been awake throughout this whole, this dream? Um, who knows? Uh, and, but nonetheless, let's say taking the point of view of like God, let's just call it God, whether that's us or whether in an important sense, it's not us or, but ultimately we're, we're one with it. Right. But it's a paradox. Let's just say God is God. Can God, is God just the way God is? Or, you know, I am as I made me. Ooh, I am as my making made me. I am as I was made to make myself. <laughs> uh, you know, um, and I made myself as I was made. Uh, so it's all very mysterious. Like um, now, this doesn't realistically. I think the point is we can have. Well, yeah, I guess it does. It is relevant to that. You know, yobbo in you know thug in the street who's trying to access his intuition to dominate the other gangs and he wants to know you know is he real or is he an illusion and maybe you want to know because you're there wrapping your christmas presents going yeah am i real we are real but um are we real in the sense that we think we are in of agency that we have create we're genuinely creating things i suppose to make something come out of nothing you would think that that can't be i don't i my intuition is that that involves intention um and that's not an accident and it definitely feels like intention when you're composing art of some creating art of some kind or etc or when you're operating from stillness of the mind it definitely feels like you're riding a wave like here, i think a metaphor i've said before but it feels kind of like um say people who are suffering etc and really you know in hell psychologically speaking as jordan peterson would say like um who are having a terrible time, that's you're basically under your the waves, right? You're under, you know, being pulled or pushed around by the waves, but you're dunked, you know? Um, and it's very turbulent and scary and constricting and do it for much, you know, too long and you're going to die. Um, but that your wrist or your ankle, I should say, is connected up to this surfboard 
which is above you, you know, tumbling along on the wave. And if you can, the cord of truth, if you follow in consciousness, if you pull yourself, heave yourself upwards on that cord of truth and um, increasing consciousness, you can uh, find the surfboard. And then that would be inner peace, perhaps, or, the, you know, presence, um, that, the, the peaceful consciousness of, of when you get outside of your mind. And you're, then you can cling to the board and, you know, be okay. Your head's above water. And then you might even, within that, eventually kind of learn, perhaps getting dunked again and coming, oh, yeah, I need to stay on the board, right? Yeah, I need to stay in the present moment. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, eventually, you get to hang out on the board, you know, forever. And then you start, this is an eternally rolling wave, by the way. Maybe I didn't mention. And then, um, and it's really huge and glorious and beautiful. But uh, And then you're thinking... Oh, okay, uh, maybe you, you realize I can kind of get on top of the board and I can guide the board and I can surf and I can play and I can be creative and I can have fun and I can kind of decide where I'm going. I can't get off the wave. I'm on the wave. But within the wave, I have a, a certain amount of free will. Um, and, you know, guiding it, that would be the techniques perhaps of learning, you know, self-mastery and learning to be a creative um, being who can create your own life um, and, and so on. So it seems to me there is that free will, but we just have to admit that not everything's in our free will. And, you know, it's like, for example, people talk about like, you know, sexual attraction and stuff and, you know, oh, someone says, yeah, well, you know, I think, you know, whatever, in general, women are attracted to a man who's very confident and knows what he wants and whatever. And then someone says, oh, that's so demeaning that's so animalistic like you think we're just robots animals oh and then but someone else might say yeah no like what do you, you know uh you're you're denying reality you think we're it's good it's a nice thing it's like you know we're animals it's interesting you know you think we're what we're just like robots you know you think we're all the same but i think there's some sort of balance in between where it's like you yet you admit that there is this wave of determined wave which you can't control of your instincts of who you are as an animal, but then within that there's this high um higher level of like a little higher level to Minas Tirith atop it you know higher little tier within your instincts which is your culture and your own personality and your own free will um, your mind and then the consciousness to come in and edit the mind when it's getting out of control or to come in and guide it, you know, and educate, learn, train your mind, um, overcome trauma, etc. Um, and that this free will within the animal instincts, you can kind of, you know, say, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I want to, maybe that person's attractive and I want to do something, but yeah, maybe that's not right or maybe that's not um, a good idea right now or maybe I should hone that instinct in or maybe that instinct's unhealthy it's gone too strong or too much or maybe it's great but not right now, etc. Being able to, then it's like you have the soulfulness of being a logical, rational being and also the kind of humility and kind of fun <laughs> of just being an animal, you know, and the relaxation of like, yeah, you know, you're just grounded in mother nature. Um, so that would be an example where I think there's this balance of like we are determined in, in many ways but then also we are free. Um, but coming, circling back a little bit to just that ultimate thing of God, um, is God determined or is God free? Uh, I don't know. Uh, when you see him, you can ask or her or it or us. Um, but, uh, I think, yeah, maybe that's just beyond our 
ability to understand. Um, but nonetheless, I think what I've presented so far, I think is um, at least to people who are skeptical, I think to maintain your rationality, um, you would have to admit that at least it's a plausible case what I'm making. Um, I think that uh, you um, you can act. It's a proven fact. You can have no thinking. You can enter um, thoughtless consciousness. So the highest state of um, intelligence is not thinking. It is, in fact, consciousness. It's this silent awareness. Um, and the happiest, most wise people you can encounter, and everyone goes, they just know exactly what to say in every moment. They're always having a good time. They're always laughing. Everyone loves them. You know, they look really healthy. Um, you know, they, they're productive. They know how to get things done. Um, these kind of beings who seem to just be in alignment with things, um, they, almost all of those people, if not all of them, will say, yeah, yeah. That The whole point is you can exit your mind, and that's that's my key, the key to my success. Um, the people who will say, I haven't, I haven't seen a double-blind, placebo-controlled study for that, uh, the people who maybe aren't availing of all those um, grandeurs and those, um, you know, or aren't experiencing don't have those things to show of like the pr that's proof of like, Oh wow. You know, there's something to that, that, um, and there might be very, you know, impressive people in many ways, but I think there's sometimes a block where people don't want to let go and they're afraid of letting go of their mind or, or maybe it's just the mind is just so strong that it can't, um, consider this alternative view. But in fact, it's, it's the way to get, turn the mind super Saiyan to elevate the mind is to be able to balance it with, you know, you have the yang mm, penetrating, um, conquering territory, not the territory of knowledge, expanding um, force of the mind and the intellect. But then you have the yin of the embrace of just surrendering to this state of nothingness and just doing nothing. And it feels like a little death sometimes, especially when you first realize what's going on. And it can be very you know intense if you don't have the context to understand. Don't worry, you still exist. You're not dying. You know, or it's just this is um, the deeper self. Here you are. It's like an emptiness, but you are here. You, you know, um, and so combining them, you get the highest intelligence. Uh, but so yes, I think um, someone who's a skeptic, I, I think you would, I hope you would agree uh, that yeah, it's plausible or possible. What I'm saying that yeah, okay, there is free will. Yep. Maybe I don't agree with you, but I see your case. I just don't think it's right. But I see what you're saying. There's something to it, right, to your argument. But then I personally think, like, the weight of evidence is, like, when you think of, like, who we really are um, and the way things work, the fact that we are one with the universe and that that which created everything, that which created the Big Bang, is still present now um, and that emptiness can generate thoughts and they're often very, very insightful and beautiful and useful, um, it stands to reason that most likely what's going on is our intuitions that we've had through our whole lives, and you go have some kids, they'll have the same intuitions, um, is that we are real. We are creative beings, and we are creating our lives whenever we enter the present moment and stillness. And so there's a bit of a dance where maybe you get a bit drunk, you lose your ability to kind of be more mindful, and you're kind of just riding in the flow of the wave a bit. But then, 
and or if you you know you don't eat as healthy for a bit you you know you're not practicing your spiritual disciplines maybe you'll lose a bit of self-control and free will and you're just kind of riding the waves for a bit and maybe that's fine within balance you know everything in balance uh or everything in moderation including moderation itself and maybe that's your journey and if you're you know not harming people if you're living a pretty good life then maybe you have the right to explore your own free will and determinism as you see fit but um but the idea that yes we have this capacity to nurture our creative power our ability to make uh, to be the masters of our own destiny um and that on the ultimate level what's going on with god <laughs> who knows but i think it's it's um we'll be happier if we assume we are we do have free will but also it's not just wishful thinking it's the ba on the balance of probability i think yes mindfulness does equal free will and actually and that's what you know you know i'd say uh certain wise spiritual teachers would i've heard them say this um much the same you know um that you have choice um in but but not always you know if you get lost in your emotions maybe you will lose the ability to you know get up to the surfboard um and to be able to have choice or you'll lose your footing on it or you're just barely hanging on to the surfboard and so you can't guide it maybe you're at peace but you've lost the ability to really guide it because you're not grounded enough in the skill of you know aligning your being with the board and with the wave so um but then you nonetheless you always have that ability um but it might go dormant sometimes um and then it might spring righteously into life so um on that note um i uh, applaud you on your choice and or completely determined conditioned reaction to watch this video or listen to this um podcast um, if you liked it, uh, please like it if it's on YouTube or can you do that on Spotify, etc. I don't know. If so, go ahead. Uh, follow me, um, subscribe, click the notifications bell so you know when I release new videos. I think that's how it works. Um, comment whatever you thought was interesting or anything you want to, you know, want a question or if you uh, suggestions for things to do videos on, um, please go ahead and uh, that'd be cool. I'd love to you know, have a bit of a dialogue going on back and forth. Um, and, uh, between these other righteous branches on the tree of life, um, it's your podcast too, you know, Hey, I'm just the messenger, you know, don't applaud the messenger, you know, applaud the message. Um, and yeah, uh, social media, I have like I'm on Twitter and, uh, Instagram and, uh, what else? think spot and although barely use it but um and yeah etc right you'll find me um so thanks everyone and uh much love and enjoy uh the yin and yang the twirling glorious descending slash ascending slash orbiting slash uh trailblazing ever flipping coin of freedom and surrender much love